0: Hey, welcome into TCAM Sports Podcast. I'm your host Cameron Tracewell. This podcast we talk about sports events, topics, and players. Come follow our Facebook and Instagram page. Facebook is Cam's Sports Podcast and the Instagram page is TCAM underscore sports underscore podcast. Shows will be posted when they go live and even some bonus episodes will be posted during the week. Normal episodes are posted Fridays at 5. Comment your thoughts on the show's. Leave some topics you would like for me to discuss on the show. Thank you for tuning in. Now on to the episode. Hey, welcome in. Let's talk some NBA talk. NBA has been a it's been a crazy first half of the season. We're not to the all-star break yet. There is some good, surprising teams that have showed up this year. Some surprising trades we're going to talk about. And even even the MVP race we will jump into. I'm going to read the first six teams in each conference and their records. Just because the 7, 8, 9, and 10 are now the play-in games. We will see when playoffs comes around. So for the East, the East is number one, the Boston Celtics they have a 41 and 17 record. Number 2 is the Milwaukee Bucks with a 40 and 17 record. Number 3 is the Philadelphia 76ers with a 37 and 19 record. Number 4 is the Cleveland Cavaliers with a 38 and 22 record. Number 5 is the Brooklyn Nets with a 33 and 24 record, and number 6 is the Miami Heat with a 32 and 26 record. In the Western Conference, the Denver Nuggets are forty and eighteen. The Memphis Grizzlies are thirty four and twenty two. For the number three spot would be the Sacramento Kings, who are thirty two and twenty five. Number four is the Phoenix Suns with thirty two and twenty seven. Number five is the Los Angeles Clippers, thirty two and twenty eight. And number six is the Dallas Mavericks, thirty one and twenty eight. Those are crazy twelve teams. I kind of read for you there. I mean, obviously we knew the Boston Celtics were going to be there after their great performance in the finals last year and making it all the way through. I thought the Boston Celtics would be there, and I thought the Milwaukee Bucks would definitely be a contender when they get Chris Middleton back. The 76ers, we kind of knew about a little bit. We thought they'd be a pretty good contender for this year. In the Western Conference, the Dallas Mavericks, I'm kind of disappointed that they have a 31-28 and 28 record. To make the Western Conference Finals last year, I definitely thought their record would be better this year. The Sacramento Kings are the biggest surprise. They are number three. Sacramento hasn't been really up there for many years. They have a younger team, and I, I was I was just shocked to see that they are standing in this position that they are at. Darian Fox, the stud he is, is leading the team with 24.8 points. Sabonis, who's been a big key To this team, has 12.3 rebounds. He's also the assist leader with 6.9 assists. I I think that's absolutely crazy. This team is playing their butt off. And the good thing about this team is it's more team-oriented. I know that Darren Fox's name his whole career has kind of been criticized. Like, is he going to be good? Is he not going to be good? We never really knew what was going to happen with Darian Fox, and then he kind of faded away because the Sacramento Kings weren't very good. But you knew he was still good. You knew he was still the best team on Sacramento, but just because their team wasn't relevant, you never really heard about him. And so I'm, I'm happy to see the Kings at the third spot, and I hope they keep that third spot. And I'd really like to see him play the Dallas Mavericks if it comes down to it in the playoffs. That would be fun to see, or the Clippers. That'd be even that'd be great to see. But I prefer the Dallas Mavericks. I just think they're a better matchup now with Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic. In the Eastern Conference, I'd like to talk about the Cleveland Cavaliers. Man, what a season they have really had! And having a thirty-eight and twenty-two record, they're four games back from the Boston Celtics. They are twenty-five and six at home. They are not very good on the road, though. They are thirteen and sixteen, so road games aren't very good. But they are really good in their division. They're eleven and three in their own division. They're playing some really good basketball. They're on a seven-game win streak. They're they're just killing it. The addition of Donovan Mitchell over the offseason was incredible, and including for Donovan Mitchell, he's had a really, really great season. Donovan has played 49 games on 35.4 minutes. He has shot 48% from the field. That is the highest in his career. He's increased his field goal percentage by 4% this season. He's shooting on 38.3 from three-point range. It is the best of his career at the moment, only by 0.2. His free throw percentage just went up by 2%. It went from 85.3 last year to 87.3 this year. His points, this is the highest of his career also. He is 27.2 points per game this year. His his second highest is back in 2020 when he had 26.4 points per game. So Donovan Mitchell's had a really great season. He has put the Cavs in a really good position right now. Cleveland is a very competitive team. I've been watching them over the past couple weeks. They look hard to beat, and they're, really, they're just really competitive. And it's actually really fun to watch their games. I knew they were good last year, but when they made that trade for Donovan Mitchell, it was either going to be a hit or miss. And for the Cleveland Cavaliers, it is definitely a hit. They've hit their mark. They've found somebody... And the crazy thing is, when LeBron James departed for South Beach the first time, we got Kyrie Irving in the 2011 draft. Kyrie Irving was a s- sensational in Cleveland, but their team was still never good. This is the first time the Cleveland Cavaliers, since the 90s, have been really good without LeBron James. They're a really good basketball team this year. They're competitive. And they're young, and it's going to be really fun to see them in the playoffs. I'm really glad with the acquisitions they've put together around this team. Darius Garland is definitely that dynamic duo in the backcourt with Donovan Mitchell. He is averaging 21.6 points this year. The addition of Jared Allen and Karis LeVert with Evan Mobley, those guys have definitely played well this year. Jared Allen is averaging 9.9 rebounds per game. On 14.8 points, he's having a pretty good season. And Cleveland altogether is just, they're playing at an all-time high, and they're playing team basketball. It's not all about the superstar. Even though Donovan Mitchell had a 70-point-plus game this year, it's a lot about basketball-oriented. Cleveland is playing really great in that aspect. I'm happy to see it. We're going to talk about a couple trades now that were big time. The NBA has been crazy the past couple weeks, and definitely. This past week. As Kyrie Irving was traded from the Brooklyn Nets. Kyrie Irving, a great superstar. Definitely a box office point guard. The only issue in his career is that sometimes he talks a little too much. Other than that, it's not that bad. Kyrie Irving was traded from the Brooklyn Nets to the Dallas Mavericks. Along with Markeith Morris. The Nets received Spencer Dinwiddie, who was... In Brooklyn, at one point, Dorian Finney Smith, who's a good two way player. He's definitely a good two way player. He can play some offense and he's very good on defense. And they received an unprotected 2029 first round pick, 2027, and 2029 second round picks. The Nets definitely got something back for Kyrie Irving. It's definitely good for their future. They needed that. I don't see the Nets remaining at 33 and 24 at the fifth spot in the Eastern Conference this season. Because the next thing we're going to talk about is Kevin Durant. So, two days later, Kevin Durant was traded from the Brooklyn Nets to the Phoenix Suns with TJ Warren in exchange for Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, four first round picks, and a 2028 first round pick swap in return. So, the Brooklyn Nets got definitely a lot of picks. They've got maybe six first round picks out of these two guys. They got some players, they definitely got a future they just got to make the right choices and the right moves on their on their part. For Kevin Durant, I have mixed feelings about this. He's a baller. Kevin Durant definitely can ball, but he has now joined another team that has a big 3. Now this big 3 hasn't won yet, but they've been to the NBA finals. Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and Deandre Ayton. They played in the 2021 finals versus Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Milwaukee Bucks, where the Phoenix Suns went up 2 nothing, and Giannis, for four games, the Milwaukee Bucks put on a clinic and won the NBA Finals. So, for the Suns, this is their best chance to win the NBA Championship, and they look like, as of right now, adding Kevin Durant as Durant box office. I know he's 35 years old, but the way he shoots and the way he plays he probably can play till he's 45 i mean the guy is the guy doesn't have to do a whole lot to get a bucket he definitely can shoot the he can shoot the rock kevin durant has played a pretty good season overall so for kevin durant's stats this season kevin durant was averaging 29.7 points this year with 6.7 rebounds and 5.3 assists on 55.9% from the field he had also been averaging 376 percentage from the three-point line. That's pretty good. Kevin Durant, at his age, still being able to score that high, just like LeBron James, really just made them a big four now. And so we could definitely try to talk about the teams that might be able to stand in his way in the Western Conference. For right now, uh, I might say the Denver Nuggets. With Aaron Gordon and Michael Porter Jr. and Jokic and Jamal Murray, I mean, that's a good lineup. The difference is, is that they don't really have the guard play that Phoenix will have available to them. But either way, Michael Porter's a baller. Aaron Gordon's had a great season. Jokic is gonna, has a possibility of being that MVP, so that would be a really interesting thing we could talk about. We might see a Denver-Phoenix Western Conference Finals. It could happen. I'm not too sure if it really would, but it could happen. And there is a lot of superstar talent on both teams. So that would really be an interesting one to see. It's kind of like a big four on each side. For the Memphis Grizzlies, John Morant is that dude. John Morant's absolutely insane. That guy's got so much talent. He's averaging 27.5 points per game this year on 47 games. Played on 32 minutes. John Morant is definitely that cat. He is he's definitely a superstar. He's shown it the last couple years, and they're going to be a competitive team. I'm not too sure if they have the size. See, now this is the difference between them and, and the Nuggets is, are they going to have the size? They'll definitely have the guard play, but are they going to have the size to be able to compete with, like, a Kevin Durant or a DeAndre Ayton? That's the biggest question. We'll only see as time can tell if John Morant can he push this team past a team like the Denver Nuggets or the Phoenix Suns. Only time will tell. My last team, and I would say the Dallas Mavericks, but we don't know exactly their bench is not real deep. They're not real deep. They got Kyrie and Luca, but we don't know exactly how that's gonna pan out. And we got I gotta see more from them first. My last team would be the Los Angeles Clippers. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Now Kawhi Leonard is a superstar. Paul George is a superstar. Dynamic duo, they could make something happen. They are deep. They got some talent on that team. It'd definitely be fun to see. So we'll see about that. But as of now, the Phoenix Suns look like the clear runners to win the Western Conference and make the NBA championship, which I think either the Boston Celtics, the Milwaukee Bucks, or the Philadelphia 76ers will come out of the East. Probably the Boston Celtics, they are deep. They have a lot of talent on that team. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have been playing great all year. That would definitely be an interesting matchup, and I think they're hungry and they want it. Jason Tatum's averaging 30.5 points this year. He has 8.6 rebounds this year. The guy's just playing sensational, and they're going to definitely be a hard team to beat straight up in four games. We're going to see what's going to happen this year. That's going to be really, really fun and really interesting to watch. Now we're going to talk about the MVP race. That MVP race, for right now, the first four spots in the MVP race is Nikola Jokic, Joel Embiid, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Luka Donick. Now, all four of these guys are crazy. They make crazy impacts on their team. Luka this year has 33.2 points per game on 50% from the field, and he's shooting 34% from three-point range. So he's had a pretty good season. Joel Embiid is not far behind him. Joel Embiid has the same amount of points. On a better field goal percentage with 53.9, but that's also because he's a center. And he's shooting better from the three. 36% from three. The only reason I think that is is because Luka is taking seven to eight three-pointers per game and only making three to four while Joel Embiid is taking at most three And he's making one, so his average is going to be better. Giannis Antetokounmpo, who's in that race, he has 32.5 points on the season with 54% from the field and only 27.1 points from three. Giannis has never been the greatest three-point shooter, but he definitely definitely is talented. He's averaging 12.3 rebounds this year. I think that is the highest in the MVP race right now. So he's definitely playing some ball, and Giannis is always in there. I think he's going to be in there for the next couple of years. So only time will tell if he'll win another one. guy's super, super talented. And the number one runner, again, is going to be the Joker, Nikola Jokic. Nikola Jokic is only averaging 24.9 points this year but he is shooting 63% from the field. Now he is also a center just like Joel Embiid, but he's shooting almost 10% better from the field than uh than Joel Embiid. He's averaging 39.1% from three-point range, that is best out of all the top 4 MVPs from the three. And he's taking about the same, I'd say about the same amount as Joel Embiid from the three-point line. And he has he's averaging 11.4 rebounds per game on top of 10.1 st- assists per game. That's crazy. Now, some of these guys like Joel Embiid is got, he's getting 10.1 rebounds per game. Or Giannis is getting 12.3 rebounds per game. And and is getting 8.9 rebounds per game. Jokic is in double digits on both. He's averaging double digits on both. And averaging almost 25 points per game. On top of that, while also leading his team to the best record in the Western Conference. You just can't deny this guy. I mean, he's, he's not athletically gifted like Joel. He, doesn't, he can't do all these crazy things. He just can outthink the game. He can play the game really well. And I'm not surprised that he's in that MVP race. I think he's going to be in the MVP race for quite a while. Maybe Jokic will win. Jokic might win three or four. I mean, who knows? The guy is just sensational. Now I want to talk about my dark horse, and this is a little bit out there, but I think it needs to be talked about a little bit. Is Shai, Gilridge, Alexander, the point guard out of Oklahoma City? This guy is kind of my sleeper, because he might not be exactly in the MVP discussion, but he definitely does a lot for his team. It can't be all his fault to why his team is not winning these games. Shy is averaging 30.9 points per game on 50.8% from the field and 34.8% from field goal, from three point range. Now he's only getting 4.7 rebounds and 5.7 assists. I know that doesn't sound impressive, but when you watch the guy play and he's the only he's the only dude on the Oklahoma City Thunder making a serious impact, then it's got to be recognized a little bit that he is that guy. I mean you get what about Donovan Mitchell? I know he's not the only guy on the team, but he's definitely putting in the work. I call these guys sleepers for a reason. And that's because their teams is not as good. Like Lucas' team's good. Joel Embiid's team is good. Giannis's team is good. Jokic's team is good. The top four guys' teams, they're all they're all pretty good teams. We're talking about guys like Shy, who aren't very good. Donovan, who has a decent squad, but it's not going to be a squad that's going to contend past the second round because of the top three teams in the East. Like, you're just not going to be able to stop that amount of talent. So to be able to talk about these guys, the guys who should get the credit, the guys who are the, lo- the lone man dudes on the uh, in the league, we need to recognize the players on the teams that are not very good. That's what we need to pay attention to for the future. I don't think the MVP race should ultimately matter just based on team record. That doesn't make sense to me. Your team record is what makes playoff. Your team record is what helps you get noticed and makes you kind of a threat in each of your conferences. But then it, it can't you can't be considered the MVP race if you're playing a crazy season. Like, I, I just don't understand that. I never understood that about the NBA. I don't know why they do that. I don't know why it's got to all depend on your team winning. Like, yeah, you could be a superstar on your team, but if everybody else is not very good, what are you supposed to do about that? I mean, this it's not your fault. That's the organization's fault. Like, I'm sorry. The Oklahoma City Thunder this year are 27 and 29. I mean, what's this dude supposed to do? Like, it's not all his fault why their team is not very good. So I, I just can't understand that. Like, Shai is averaging 30.9 points, like I said. The second closest dude to him is Giddy, and he's averaging 16.4. That's like almost half his points. Like, it's just got to be more team ball, and they're not very deep either. So, Oklahoma City used to be a big, and I'm talking about Oklahoma City a lot, just because it used to be a pretty big powerhouse team. And they had Kevin Durant, and Russell Westbrook, and all them. And then they had Russell Westbrook, and Paul George, and Carmelo Anthony. So,. I want to see Oklahoma City good again, but I also just want the credit for these guys who are on the bad teams. I just think they deserve the credit in my own opinion. But thank you guys for listening. This is some NBA talk. I definitely want to talk a little bit more about the NBA since we are in prime season right now, and the All-Star break is coming up soon. That's going to be really fun. We're going to end the show here. Tomorrow there will be a really special episode coming out about 1 o'clock. Look out for our social media pages to hear all about it. See you guys later.